your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks. Thanks for tuning in to episode 16 of Your Sequel Sucks. It's the podcast where each and every week we cover Hollywood's worst sequels. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Evans, and today is a very special day because I am joined by the man who protects, who serves, and who gives my asshole what it deserves, Luke Ladley. <laughs> What's going on, Nick? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I'm, Damn, I'm, that is a I'm, good one. <laughs> I am bent over, puckered, and ready. <laughs> so, because Man. it's a, what a what a, a shit movie we did this week, huh? Oh. I mean, what's been going on outside of your sequel sucks? What do you got? <laughs> this week's been pretty good, man. I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm upgrading my um, guitar rig uh, for the first time in all my gear is about 16 years old. So I've uh, been slowly upgrading it again and starting to play, and it's been awesome because. There's this company based out of Britain and uh, called Harley Benton, and I ordered my guitar from them. And folks, it's not easy for me to get a guitar. I'm left-handed. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's dire out there looking for a left-handed guitar, especially during pandemic. No one's really carrying them. And Nick, I ordered this guitar from Great Britain. I heard great reviews. They kind of have like a little bit of a YouTube following um, because they're, they're these really, really nice guitars, but they're just super like budget priced and the quality is insane. Dude, that guitar came here in five days from Britain. Um, I got that, and that that plays like a dream. And then I also upgraded my amp for the first time. It's like the only the second amp I ever bought. I bought a uh, a tube Vox amp that also doubles as a uh, use external speakers. And um, you know, if I really want to go balls out, and it just sounds like a dream. Funny story with that though is I can't pick that guitar amp up, uh, people, until Saturday because. Um, the guitar center that I bought it from has to clear it with the police to make sure it wasn't stolen. I don't know if it was under <laughs> sketchy circumstances in which it went in, but the funny thing is the amp is so, I feel like guitar center kind of knew something was going on because the price of this amp was so dirt cheap that I immediately jumped on it. And Nick, I did research afterwards. I paid that amp is going for double sometimes more on the market right now for what I paid for it. So I am not asking any questions. I feel like I got a fucking diamond in the rough, man. So I've been doing that and yeah. uh, oh, it's been good. And then I've, I'm finishing up the original Dark Souls as well in the meantime. I've, I've been busy. Your boy's been busy. How about you? I, say, I, I didn't uh, know if you started Dark Souls yet or not because I'm I mean, almost done with all it. the other games. But yeah, those Dark Souls games are pretty hot though. They are yeah. pretty hot. Like graphically, like they look amazing. They have such a cool lore behind them, but fuck, they're hard. Oh, God, they really are. I mean, I'm almost done with this one. And uh, then I'm going to start the Neo series because they remastered the collection for PS5. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I, I worked my way through this one a little bit faster. But I think it's because I just got done beating Bloodborne and Sekiro, which are just fucking mind-numbingly fucking difficult. So this game just feels like a walk in the park. Yeah, yeah, you're used to that that play style now where you're just like, this is oh, just getting my... a little harder. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, my, I'm just so used to getting my fucking back pussy torn to shreds from these bosses. That's what I like hearing. I, uh, man, I don't got shit. We've been doing so much. Like, <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing so much, um, just house stuff lately to just get prepared to move in. So, uh, you know, I can officially record in a normal place. But, yeah, not um, the car. 
Yeah, not the car. Just for those listeners, they don't. They probably don't know. I'm still recording in a car. We have official setups. We have mics. <laughs> we have our laptops. We got everything, and we're using real like gear. But I'm still in the car, just so people are aware. But we uh, prefer to call it the lab. But yes, he is. The... <laughs> but you know what's funny, man? Is uh, this is where I do everything? Because I have, you know, uh, as you know, I had the washes clothes, house. makes dinner. <laughs> this is this is where I live. <laughs> This is the house I bought. But, yeah. uh, I wondered so, when but, you told me the house you bought was four seats instead of four bedrooms. I was curious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's funny because um, I, I have another book coming out uh, this year in, in fall, but that's through a different publisher. But, uh, yeah. So I have um, an agent who hooked me up with them for like a different book. And uh, this is where I come. yeah, man. So this is where I come when I need to like edit or write. I literally sit in the fucking car because I got so many kids. They're everywhere. <laughs> so I can't I can't get any work done anywhere. So oh, that's funny. Uh, I oh, guess dude, I that, can't wait for that second book now. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a second book coming out. We gotta be ready for it. Oh yeah. And bro, I got one coming out a year after that. I don't know what's happening over here. <laughs> I'm so busy. But uh I guess with that being said, do you want to talk about I mean, I don't even know what you want to I prefer talk. not to, but oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh th- this week we watched uh Paul Blart. Mall Cop 2. Can I help you? Oh, hey. Um, Mer- Mer- uh, Myrtle. Uh, it's pronounced like turtle or a uh, girdle? No, Myrtle. I, I, I got it right away. I'm pretty good. Uh, why are you back here? No, I'm from shipping, so. I'm from shipping. Yeah, I know. I'm from uh, corporate. If you could give me a moment, I'd like to place a telephone call. No, 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 uh, I, no, no need really. Uh, okay, actually, I'm, I'm from Internal Affairs Shipping. Yeah. Corporate sent me here to check up on you and your coworkers. Random selection. No need to get too nervous. <laughs> Is it okay? I eat my lunch? Sure. Yeah. You might as well. Um, I'm just gonna fire some questions at you though, vis-a-vis this particular shipment here. Now, where exactly did it? Wow, that is the brownest banana I've ever seen. Man, what a movie. <laughs> um, Nick, I'm going to tell you something that may surprise you. I actually didn't like this movie. What? Believe- yeah. Yeah, I didn't care for it from the beginning to the end. I <laughs> Shocker. But Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 was, I, I didn't enjoy it. Now, now, Luke, I'm a little worried that you're going to piss <laughs> off the 5% of people that did enjoy this movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> When I watched this movie, I could not believe that people willingly went up and they were like, I'd like one for Paul Blart too, please. Like, I cannot believe that people actually said that and then gave real money to watch it. Yeah. All over the world too. This was a massive (laughs) fucking release. Oh my God. And it was successful. uh, Oh, it was so successful. And speaking of successful, this, I'm just going to come right out and say it. I got no connection with these movies. I... (laughs) I didn't, I did not, I don't remember seeing the first one. I know I watched it, but I was like fucking, I was wasted in like a friend's basement. I specifically remember like he only owned a couple shitty DVDs and there was a bunch of people there and he put on Paul Bart Malkoff. And at that point, bro, I was, I was well in, I was on my way to blackout. So I remember like a blur of like fart jokes and Kevin Smith having like a Kevin Smith. That's a, that's a different fat guy. I'm sure Kevin, he does fart. I'm sure he does fart jokes too. Kevin James just being fucking sweaty and with a fake mustache. So uh, that's it. I, I'm with you, buddy. I got no 
no connection with Paul Blart. I don't fucking know. I can't tell you the, oh yeah, the first time I saw Paul Blart. No, I can't tell you that. Oh, I don't even know how to say his stupid name. I was so tempted to watch the first movie in preparation, but we had just got done like, I mean, me and you hammered out bad movies. We literally did like, we must have did like a, a five day marathon real we like let's just watch as many as possible and it was like a, a future episode we won't talk about but we did uh highlander we did the exorcist we did paul blart like it was i could not we've stop done four movies in the last movie. ladies and gentlemen we me and nick have done four movies in probably the last seven days yeah of like recording like this <laughs> we're like hey, get him out while you can you know <laughs> yeah I felt bad. My wife wanted to watch a good movie. The other night. She was like, she, there's some uh, big TikTok page who posts like diamond in the rough movies you could find on Netflix and Hulu. And one of them looked pretty like sick and dark. And she was like, let's watch this. And I was like, I got to watch Paul Bart mall cop too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be up for it. She's looking for diamond in the rough. We're only watching the rough. We never get the diamond here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess that, that <laughs> I guess that leads us into the original movie, which, by the way, it does not. It was very successful, but it does not boast a great rating. No. Just to put it out there. No. Um, so, Paul Blart Mall Cop is a, a 2009 comedy film. Um, it was that's directed, what they call it, huh? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I had a rough time getting comedy film out. I wanted to call it like massive failure but unfortunately made a lot of money so it was directed by uh steve carr who has a very very strange uh directorial history because when i was looking him up he does do a lot of these style of comedies like next friday and daddy daycare but he worked as a designer for def jam records under rick rubin and he did album artwork for public enemy and ll cool j and he directed music videos for jay-z it's fucking wild. Bro, how many of those album covers did he try and put a segue on and they had to turn him down? <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to make my fucking movie. Don't you worry about that. Well, so speaking of somebody who really wanted to make this movie, it's written by Nicholas Bouquet and his brother, who I couldn't find a Wikipedia for. So Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas Bouquet is what we're going with. Bukake. He was... <laughs> Um, I tried to look up his his stuff, bro. Odd, very. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this movie. He was the voice of the cat in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Was he? Yeah. Wow, that dry ass guy's voice. I know exactly who you're talking about. Could you imagine? I mean, he again. That's not a, a huge, you know, trajectory in the in the career, but you know, just to say, like, yeah, I was doing this cat voice, and I just decided to write this movie about a mall cop. <laughs> And sell it to Adam Sandler. <laughs> I don't say it would be cool. The cat guy is here. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> so well, stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Well, of course, it stars Kevin James, who I called Kevin Smith earlier. And I actually like Kevin Smith. I feel bad now. But Kevin James, I don't like. And he stars <laughs> as, as Officer Paul Blart. Um, and it is produced by Happy Madison Production, Productions in conjunction with Columbia Pictures. And yes, Happy Madison, Adam Sandler's production company. You guys know it. They're known for these comedy movies. These, <sighs> these fairly low budget, very successful comedies that all have the same kind of shtick to them. It's all it's, the same humor. It is crazy. Dude, Happy Madison and Adam Sandler, man, is this motherfucker is so about his friends and loyalty. Happy Madison Productions, that's like the shit 
like how they are with their friends. Like that's how the shit bands like a day to remember and newfound glory sing about. Like yeah. <laughs> this is, this is the yeah. type of loyalty that they're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, where they only hire their friends. Cause you don't have to worry about these huge A-list budgets. You know, the dudes, you know, are going to be somewhat reliable and they, they pound out so much money, man. I'm, I have to say that these movies must have eclipsed what half, almost half a billion. And Adam Sandler still looks like he's fucking dressed like he's going to a Dunkin' Donuts on a Sunday morning. And he's I mean, just if, raking in the money. If you include Adam Sandler's early films that Happy Madison now has the rights for, they're definitely a billion dollar, a billion dollar company. Yeah, which they is, have to be. Which is, fucking, which is fucking wild. Because like you said, I mean, it means that there's a lot of cameos in this movie and all of the movies from all of Adam Sandler and Kevin James and all their friends and everybody else who's part of that, that fucking weird group of people. Bro. But I would like to think like a bigger actor tried to go out for this, like a bigger comedian actor, like maybe like maybe fucking Jim Carrey or somebody. And he was like, my friend's over you. (laughs) 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 That's newfound glory for everybody who doesn't know. (laughs) It's it's literally the film production version of the movie or the movie, the show Entourage. Where it's yeah. like one person hits fame, Adam Sandler, and he's like, but my friends should be famous too, shouldn't they? And yeah. they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But you know what? I'll tell you what. Every fucking night, Rob Schneider's counting his lucky stars. Every yeah. single night. Yeah. The Schneider wave. Because I was going to say, he he didn't land King of Queens, okay? No. So. no. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, um, Sony Pictures, who handled the distribution, and I got to put this in here now before we go into go into the depressing gross of this. Before it came out, this is literally January, right before it lands, they already greenlit the second movie. I got to really? put that in there. Yep. 2009 and they again they only handled the distribution for this movie so before it even came out they knew they were like this is this is going to be a hit um but it comes out and it pulls in 186 million on a 26 million dollar budget that's crazy yeah that means when the Segway dust settles someone's gonna look (laughs) for a sequel and that someone is kevin james (laughs) you know what the funny thing about this sequel is so the first movie comes out in 2009, right? Yeah. This movie takes six years. It took six years to make this. What was Kevin James waiting for another food court to be made? Why does it take <laughs> this fucking long oh, to make man. this? Bro, I got you. I got you. So, <laughs> bro, like I that segue of knowledge right over to me, bro. <laughs> well, Sony Pictures is pushing for it. They want it. They want this to happen, especially right after the release, because opening weekend, it makes back more than its budget. So they're like, we need to get this going. But at the time, Adam Sandler and Happy Madison were already attached to another movie that was in production called Grown Ups that Kevin James was attached to as well. So they uh. just did not have the availability between both production companies. So it ended up getting pushed back a little bit. Now, years go by and 2014 rolls in on two wheels. Like a segue. Ooh, like a segue. <laughs> These fucking puns are fantastic, dude. I, I know. I didn't write them down, but I was like, I got to stuff segue in as much as possible. It's such a big part of the movie. <laughs> he he but, does. There's scenes where he shows off his skills. He knows the models. Oh, man. It's depressing. <laughs> well, you know what? You know who's available in, in 2014? Everybody Kevin from Mall Cap James. One. Yeah. 
Kevin James, he had wrapped up Zookeeper a year after another shit movie, a year after <laughs> Grown Ups, which was another shit movie. And um, he was in, in between films with Happy Madison and their Hotel Transylvania films because he mm-hmm. does voices in that along with all of Adam Sandler's friends. So they did that movie in 2012 and they were already working on a sequel. But with these animated films, you can push them out a little bit. So he had some room and he decides that he's going to push for mall cop two um <laughs> now this time he steps up as co-writer nobody asked him to but he wanted to he felt like he knew the character is all i could find in interviews with him is he said i know the character and he had also had a movie come out it was like an indie hit called here comes the boom where he was like an oh, out of God. shape mma fighter i didn't see it it didn't get good reviews. oh i do remember People hearing about that yeah, people liked it, but I could. I, no, it's not worth my. He time. got into shape for that dude. If you look at photos yeah. from him when he made that movie, I mean, he got into Kevin James shape, but he looked less King of Queens Kevin James. Yeah, and he looked yeah. more like off steroid cycle Kevin James. You know, so we can yeah. we can accept that. Exactly, and you know, he had that one come out, and he felt like it was him betraying a character where he could see Paul Blart going. I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but. But I mean, there are some there are some odd things about this movie because they wanted they wanted it to be a little bit more serious, which is so fucking it's not it's not it's not it's definitely not. So he steps in and they bring in um, I couldn't figure out why they didn't do the original director, but they bring in Andy uh, Fickman Fuckman. Fuckman and Bukaki on the same. (laughs) This is a hundred percent Adam Sandler joint. He's just hired all people. Uh, he's like, I'm uh, looking for Taboo Granny. Has anybody seen Taboo Granny as producer? Taboo Granny, (laughs) man, what what an X video search history. (laughs) So, so um. Andy Fickman, uh, he has some acclaim just for producing films in like the 90s because uh, he did Hocus Pocus. Um, he did like oh, some horror movie. movie. Yeah. So he has some acclaim to with that, but he has not had any successful uh, director movies where he's directed. I mean, that, that came out weird, but I'm not cutting it, people. It's staying in. <laughs> so he has not had any success as a director with these movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they brought him on. Maybe it's to save a little bit of money. Who knows? So they go right on, right into the writing. They don't waste any time um, between Kevin James and uh, the original writer. And when the movie is plotted out, the idea for it was Paul Bart Blart finally receives a promotion for all the work he's done. And he gets to work at the mall of America. Now, real quick, I want to stop there. When you get promoted, you don't work for another business. You don't like work at Verizon and you don't work your way up to vice president of Verizon. Like you want to be president? Congratulations. You're president of like, I don't know. AT&T. Yeah, I was going to say AT&T, T-Mobile. Like you don't just shift that way. Mall of America is not associated with the mall that he works at. But either way, that is the script idea. He gets a promotion to and gets to work at Mall of America. And the story would follow him being more of an outcast in a larger mall with more security guards while his family tries to cope with the move from the home they were so comfortable in, right? But there's two major things that happen that cause rewrites. The first one is a, is about Happy Madison. Now, Happy Madison has a history of filming on site 
They do not like moving to various locations. They don't like building sets. They like picking one to two spots and they stay there. And if you actually watch their movies, they they pick locations where there's a lot of things for them to do. So mm-hmm. if they're filming, let's say, at a golf course, it'll be a golf course by a neighborhood, by a gas station. They don't like to travel here and there like we have in previous movies. That's how they now, keep their budget down and they make so much money, though. Smart. Exactly. Exactly. And the problem is Mall of America is not open to them filming because it requires them to shut down. Um, and they Mall of America people, it's massive. They're very busy. They can't afford to. You shut expect down. the Brookstone to just shut down? They uh, Mr. Smoothie to close up shop? No. Paul Blart, you fucking selfish asshole. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Hot Topic. <laughs> Spencer's, you're there too. You never know when you need an insane clown posse shirt, two sizes too big, and a dildo. So thank you. Hey, speaking of all of that, do you remember? What What are we speaking of? That's all bad. I I have to bring this up, and I know it's the middle of the podcast. We won't go off on a tangent, though. But do you remember the. uh, I think they were Adios, the the shoe brand at Zoomies that had the hardograms on them? Yeah. Those were sick. Oh, but those are fucking amazing. Yeah, I absolutely remember those. Man, I miss skate shoes. Bam used to rock those skate shoes. Yeah, Bam. He's not doing too well. No, very large. He's he's Paul Bart. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he looked a lot like that uncle he used to harass. So Don Vito. <laughs> <laughs> Eating his own toenails. R.I.P. Oh. Don Vito. I remember well, Don a- Vito came down the torches, and uh, he sat at the bar, and he got in trouble because he smacked one of the hostesses' ass. There were no cameras around. He didn't do it for the show. That's just gross things that he did while he was alive. Oh, <laughs> Forget that. They're like, I'm okay, don't do dead. that again. <laughs> I think I'm glad he's dead. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's fun. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, even though I guess they offered to shite on a uh, shite. I'll just cut that out. They offered to shoot on... <laughs> Um, an even tighter schedule than they're used to. Mall of America still shut them down. They weren't interested. So that's when they changed it to the idea that um, Paul Blart's mother would die and the family would go to Vegas for a security conference to cheer him up to get him over. Now they keep that. However, they have to do another rewrite, which is very strange because the second issue is uh, Jama Mays, I believe is how you say her name. Jama. Yep. Yes. So, uh, she could not come back due to filming Glee. Glee has a very tight, notoriously tight uh, shooting schedule. She could not get the time off to do this movie. And that means that they had to do a second rewrite to add in that she divorced him six days into their marriage um, because she was vomiting profusely, which I thought was, I what know. The she... Kevin... Yeah. He's into self-deprecating humor, but like, I don't come on, man. Oh, I got to say too, like when we talk about these rewrites, there were some really weird, aspects of this film so like nick was talking about how they tried to do a more grounded reality thing and you know one of the rights was his mother dying depressing we have i have it here in the notes that there was a producer who said they were going to make this character called the shadow man and he was supposed to be like this godlike figure who like put (laughs) paul through i guess mall cop trials and then i guess after they talked about it they're like well maybe we shouldn't go so sci-fi with the mall cop movie like, what the fuck was going on at this roundtable? Were they letting Schneider talk too long? They were letting <laughs> they, Schneider talk too long. Man, they had some wild ideas. And I think at that time period, there were a lot of, like, almost like fantasy comedies. Like, a lot of, like, uh, if you think of, like, year one with Jack Black, like, that kind okay. of humor. 
So I think they were trying to do that kind of thing because they also had the idea that Paul Blart was going to be an immortal. Like he was just undying. And and because his, remember in the first movie, well, I say remember, like we even fucking care, but I'm completely scene by scene. Absolutely. (laughs) In the first movie, in the beginning, his wife dies. So they were going to say that he's like become a shell of a man from so much loss that he's lost humanity and goes to live on forever. These were some of the ideas they had. What are they making? Fucking Judge Dredd? Or are they making fucking Paul Blart, Mall Cop? What the hell kind of story right? arc are they I, making? I, I, I almost, when I was going through those notes, I was like, man, this sounds like some shit that Adam Sandler would say for fun, knowing that people would take him serious. Because <laughs> Adam Sandler doesn't give a shit. No, so, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's in sweatpants just raking in the fucking money. Yeah. There we go with the... With the impressions again oh Adam that Sandler. one's horrible but that's just how he sounds i can't help it i didn't see his his movie that apparently was supposed to be really good what's it called like gem breakers oh uncut gems nick thank you that I said gem movie. <laughs> you know, like it was like candy crush or something he was in a movie it was good <laughs> but like no that movie was fucking great i know it's a tangent but we want to talk about any other movie than this movie right now yeah yeah <laughs> All right, maybe I'll put that on the list of things I got to see when I'm finally watching good movies again. Anyway, <laughs> so they they go to do this second rewrite. Like I said, divorces in six days. She's vomiting so much that she can't be with him. Uh, horrible. I don't know why they would do that. Because she does do a cameo. She comes back to yeah. do like the wedding scene, even though it's only like 30 seconds of the movie. I laughed um, so hard they got married in the mall. I could not. I was like, they oh, got man. married in the mall. So they added in the storyline that the daughter is going to college. This way they could really show that he's alone because again, we'll come back to it. We talk about scenes, but they kept in that his mom died for no reason. They didn't need that. (laughs) They just decided to like really bash Paul Blart. Bro. You know, the cat from Sabrina was like, add the layers, add the depth. Paul Blart is a deep man. (laughs) Yeah. How do you think we got the teenage witch on for eight seasons? People. I don't know if it was eight seasons, but it was a while. Uh, it, was, it was way too long. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, right? They're they're getting through this, and they finally have a place to shoot. Now they switched to the Vegas idea, and it's the Wind Resort um, in Vegas, which actually doesn't typically open up for shooting. So this was like a big uh, catch for them because it's massive. There's a lot of different areas for them to film in, and that would take care of the set situation. And it worked out because the state of Nevada actually gave this movie a $4 million tax credit. It was the first time they've Damn. ever done it for a feature film. Yep. Wow, yeah. man. Happy Madison knowing how to save that money. I, I Again and again. And uh, what I thought was funny is, so I think Segway is like a, kind of an undeclared sponsor a little bit of this movie. But they do have a major sponsor, which is Toyota. Toyota is they're featured in several scenes. If you notice, a lot of people are driving Toyota. They zoom in. And I had to put this in here that for some reason they do like a skyline scene, which they did in post-production. It was not shot because of this movie. They just needed to add in a skyline scene. And they either superimposed or built an actual fake Toyota sign for the shot. <laughs> As if there's like a Toyota building in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard. It's shining like the bat signal, but it's just a Toyota logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, either way, it's ridiculous. And they're, they're going through the shooting of this movie, and um, they kept this pretty close to the chest. Ha- Happy Madison typically does this because, they're like, like Luke keeps saying, and he's right, they're friends. So they yeah. don't really go off and talk shit and do everything about these movies. But I do have to put in here 
that there is a scene where um the kids are talking and this is big because this is from the productions um the kids are talking and they're referencing a song called the dip by freak nasty and they're calling it the zip when i zip you zip we zip is what they're doing well freak nasty found out about it before the movie came out because somebody on set had said like hey you know they they put your song in there but they called it the zip instead of the dip and he actually didn't ask for a compensation he said just credit me just credit me in the film and i <laughs> I had to test this out because we rented, I rented it on Amazon prime. When you pause it on that scene on Amazon, it says featured actors and it says freak nasty. <laughs> that is so he just wanted to be a part of the fucking Paul Blart verse. That's all he needs. Yeah. He's really hoping to be a part of happy Madison. If they ever do a, I don't know, a unsuccessful rapper movie. <laughs> So, oh, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, so, so we're we're coming to the end here, right? They're getting ready to release this movie and they have the option like all movies do. Do you test it with um do you screen it with film critics and do you do a test audience, right? Mm-hmm. And they decide against it. Now, a big part of this is comedy sequel coming 6 years after the original, any bad press or leaked information would severely impact the movie's performance as we've seen in yeah. other big comedies think zoolander too yeah yeah definitely and you know what it was actually smart of them to do that because like you said it helps build that anticipation for opening night um and it's usually when you see that guys um because i think me and nick have come into this with a couple of the other movies we've done it's oh, yeah. usually bad news it's usually fuck well they're all bad news they're on this show but it's usually bad news financially it means that they are trying to recover any opening day sales that they think they can get before they're completely obliterated in the reviews and this is like the one example nick where it went the fucking opposite way it worked for them it fucking worked it worked even though they got the the bad reception because people it releases it comes out and on a budget of up to 40 million i think because of that tax credit there it, it says 30 to 40 million but let's say 40 million for whatever sake it still lands 107 million dollars that's almost triple that's almost triple for a sequel mount it has mountains of bad reviews so yes. many bad reviews so much negative critical reception it got hit with the five percent rotten tomatoes immediately so like it is not it is so financially successful but it is not at all like a box office success despite almost knocking out fast and the furious seven for the top spot it's like it is so bad that it has that following of bad there's a podcast ladies and gentlemen okay with five hosts and it's called it's called till death do us blart and basically every thanksgiving until they die they are gonna watch this movie and then when one of them dies, a new host gets passed on to it. People will even fucking go and they line up. You know how like if you lined up Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd with Wizard of the Oz, they believe yeah. it goes through. Well, they do this with fucking, uh, they, they call it Dark Side of the Rainbow when you do it with Wizard of Oz. They do that with fucking Paul Blart too and they call it the Blart Side of the Mall. <laughs> And uh, just to go back to that podcast, so they they have kept up with it. They've been doing it for five years, and um, 
the three of the hosts are the McElroy uh, brothers, and some people will know them. They're actually very famous from like a sketch comedy group called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um, and they also have like uh, an award-winning podcast where they do like Dungeons and Dragons shit. And it was so big that it got spun off into a New York Times bestselling graphic novel. So like, it's <laughs> funny because these are like successful people who still every Thanksgiving get together to watch Paul Blart 2. I I guess if you watch Paul Blart 2 on Thanksgiving, it sets you up to be fucking thankful for anything else. So I guess it, I can help you put it in perspective. Like, what are you thankful for? That that movie is over. Everybody, everybody I'm thankful for. When, uh, when I was researching for this episode, I listened to half of it and not even half an episode with them, unfortunately, but I tried to, but they actually have the movie on while they're doing the <laughs> podcast. And so I didn't notice it at first. And then like 20 minutes in, I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I am not. I already, I gave this movie $3. I, I gave it an hour and a half of my life like it's not happening <laughs> it is <laughs> i know at least i didn't have to buy this one fucking twice like i did the heretic oh, no. <laughs> one time one time and that was enough i hope there is never a paul blart three yeah and uh before we go into scenes here i do want to say luckily they know what they're doing when they produce comedy movies because this movie was not very long it felt long yeah it was like an hour and a half, like almost on the dot, maybe a little longer than that. It was not uh, terrible. And uh, I really don't want to admit this, but we have to. I mean, our listeners, they depend on us for this information. We have to say it. We laughed. I laughed. I did. It happened. There, there was, I didn't know why. I don't know what this feeling means. I don't know if I pursue it. No, I just, I laughed. I didn't. There's a scene where he grabs a couple of items that he's looking to MacGyver, uh, and he fucking takes a Hershey kiss, and you think that he's going to make this little, like, MacGyver situation with a Hershey kiss, and all he does is he slowly and, like, super precisely unwraps it, and he eats it, and he just enjoys the Hershey kiss, and I laughed my fucking ass off. I don't know why. I don't know why. And then there's a scene where this lady's eating a brown banana. He's like, oh, you're not... Oh, that's the brownest banana I've ever seen. And it was just the way he said it, dude. I fucking laughed. I couldn't help it. I was, I, I hate to admit it, but there's like this one trick that Kevin James does, which is when like other things are happening. He does this like talk under his voice type yes. of thing. I, I do find it funny. And I didn't <laughs> think I did because uh, this is going to be controversial. I don't like King of Queens. It's all right. Here's the deal. I will never say, hey, put on King of Queens ever. But when I was a kid, they used to play. Uh, everybody loves Raymond, and then it was either King of Queens after or before. And sometimes I would leave it on and I would watch it, and it was all right. But I would never say I'm a fan of it. I wouldn't recommend it. Be like, I'm looking for some syndicated television. Oh well, you should watch King of Queens. I will never say that. That will never come off of these lips. No, no. no. But it, you know, he has. I guess he finds a way to make a couple laughs in this movie, man. Right. Oh man, it almost makes me want to watch the first one, but I won't. I won't. like when I when I laughed, I was like, "Ooh, I blarted!" Like I didn't know how it came out. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and one other quick thing before we go into scenes, I thought the daughter in this movie was his real life wife. What? <laughs> I fucked that one up. <laughs> she um. I don't know what it is about that daughter, man. And that she is so unlikable. I don't know why. 
I think she it's because she's an award. She won no. an award for this fucking role. I, I don't know why. I think I think it's because they I, maybe they try to make it where she has sass and I, I don't know, man. I, I she was so unlikable. Like I I was I don't Nick. I could be like I don't know. I'm not trying to be mean, but you know she's she's kind of Quasimodo like. Maybe that was the reason why. I don't know. Quasimodo is she kind of like just. She kind of like lumps around and she, <laughs> she's super lumpy. Dude, I could have bet I could be a bottle of tequila deep and come out of a fucking 25 year prison sentence. I would choose my hand in a jar of mayonnaise over a night with that pussy. There ain't no fucking way. And, and people don't be worried. Okay. She was over 18 at the time of filming and she's well over 18 now. Okay? Oh yeah. So no, no, no. She's just, she's of age, age and ugly. Yeah, so that's not, we're fine. She's unattractive. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> And well, it's, well, it's the, they yeah, try and get the young guy to be into her too. Like it's like ugh, you wouldn't be into. And her. they're both uh, they're both from Disney Channel. I guess she does. She landed a bunch of shit with Disney, and and he's straight from Disney Channel. So at least they got careers going. Whatever. I mean, yeah, and I feel like we're being so mean. It's just like it's that they try and put this thing. I don't know. I just she was very unlikable, ladies. Very and unlikable. And like just just tell your dad you got into college. Just tell him. <laughs> just tell him. Why are you oh. hiding UCLA? He could go fucking do security over there. It'd be great. I was going to say he's a security guard. You could do the, go anywhere. Just fucking just get a job as a security guard. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about these scenes because I cannot get into these scenes without talking about just the first six minutes of this movie. Uh. Just those collection of scenes are so rushed. They are so bad. <laughs> and it's one thing after another because the, the opening of this movie is that his life is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember, he literally is like, well, you remember, you know, my, my first wife died and left me alone <laughs> with my daughter. And you're like, Oh shit. I didn't remember that. Cause I didn't see the first movie. And then, and then, Oh yeah. Then I, I fell in love with this woman. And then uh, she had severe vomiting because of me. So she divorced <laughs> me after six days. I made her physically ill after six days. Yeah. And then, we we have to. We brought it up several times. He's like, at least I got dear old mom. And it shows a scene of her walking out to pick up her newspaper. And I didn't expect it. She got fucking plowed by yeah. a truck. She dies. She dies a gruesome death in the first six minutes of this like PG movie. <laughs> it is. It's fucking horrible, man. This movie. I don't know why they wanted this approach. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll give it a shout out for the first six minutes because they do make a RoboCop reference, which is nice when they're talking about like, you know, maybe you'll be the guest speaker. And he's like, it's either me or RoboCop. And I'm like, hey, look at that. And, he, and then they do the whole like, again, I did laugh at that scene, but the whole like he talks under his breath and he goes, well, RoboCop's not actually a real person. <laughs> but man, man, what a horrible way to start that movie. I was immediately depressed. I was like, oh boy. It was hard for me to pick. It was hard for me to pick out like individual scenes because this movie just, it came and went to me, people. I am so sorry. It was in in my eyeballs and out my asshole. You know, I just wanted nothing to fucking do yeah. with this. I wanted yeah. to blurt it right back out. There were some lines, like I said, the Hershey kiss one, the banana one. But I was waiting for credits. All. His speech is kind of funny when he does the speech, yeah. uh, when he has to take over for it. But he, oh God, and the criminals are so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my god i mean god this movie sucks don't pay for it people don't don't pay for it um 
So I do want to reference another one real quick because I, I brought up the freak nasty thing um, from like the restaurant when they're doing like the, oh, you like that song? The zip when they're doing that, because in that scene at the hotel restaurant, it's right after the um, the Robocop reference. Again, this is all like early in the movie, but um, he makes a, a thing where he's like, hopefully they remember my bottomless uh, peanut M&Ms because of my low blood sugar. He does not look like somebody who would have low blood sugar. No, not at all. This motherfucker has the opposite of that. (laughs) So he is, they're in the restaurant, and he embarrassed her by making the the guy who was singing the Freak Nasty song leave. And he pulls out a vibrating fork that's supposed to help him eat slower. (laughs) I was so confused. What what is that? What is vibrating fork technology? And he's like, like he's not allowed to put it in his mouth if it's vibrating. So he goes to take a second bite, and it starts going off. And he's like, no, no, Blart. Show restraint. You can wait for that second bite. And then the hotel manager comes over and, like, hands him something. And he does, like, the, the classic, like, I don't know. I mean, again, this did not come out that long ago, so I can't believe they just completely let this happen. But he's like, yeah, I get it. Mo- modern women can can try and get theirs, too. Like, I-, I get what you're going for here, lady. Like, he's doing that whole thing. <laughs> oh, Dude, that's that lady cool. Davina, who's, like, clearly fucking into him, too. And, yeah. uh, it, like, that I was like, oh, that, come on. That's lazy writing. You know, what is it with this movie? Listen, I get it. Everybody should be loved. Everybody's beautiful. But make it realistic. That fucking lady was, like, drop-dead gorgeous. She's interested in Paul Blart Mall Cop. And not for nothing, her fiance is a hunky man because she's yeah. like in, she's engaged to the head of security for like the Las Vegas Strip or something crazy. And he has like he has a gun and a suit and a nice face. That's two qualities that Paul Blart does not have. He has and a, a radio and a Segway, so there, he's already fucking yeah, he's losing. Uh, yeah, and he has a big fat cock on him. <laughs> 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 but, yeah and that seems to be like the going gag and that's with a lot of kevin smith or kevin smith jesus christ i keep doing it <laughs> kevin smith is gonna be like fuck you guys don't yeah. worry kevin smith. you don't make that great movie anyway we saw uh, clerks too don't you I fucking gonna, don't put yourself well, on a high steam yeah i mean there's so many jm Bo- silent bob sequels we could bring into this so like yeah sit this one out so but yeah, they do this in a lot of his movies to the point where I feel bad for Kevin James. His um his real life wife is attractive. She's um, very attractive. But, but you have, you know, Paul, Kevin Kevin James money. I mean, anybody's a little bit a bit attractive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And uh do you have another one before I talk about I had one more I really wanted to talk about. I feel so bad, but no. No, I don't. <laughs> I got it. Okay. I I had two so- little things other than that. I watched this movie. I hated it. It was so forget I mean, there was lines here and there that I thought was... I'm looking at one of the lines that was actually funny now where the one guy goes, that's a Van Gogh, you idiot. He goes, yeah, well, it's Van Gogh if you don't ramp down the hurtful words. That was kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there... It has its its moments. But that's what's tough is we... When we um, went in to record this episode, neither one of us could remember the ending. Everybody at home. She goes back to... It's super forgettable. All right, so she goes back. She goes to UCLA, and I know he joins her, but I can't. Re- I mean, we watched it only on Monday. I don't think we're getting Alzheimer's. It's just a fucking. I mean, clearly this movie has not been remembered well, anyway. So we're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're not hurting I mean, its I legacy. Know, 
I know he ends up with the hotel manager that we referenced. Was her name Davina? You said. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. Davina Martinez or something. Yeah, he ends up with her because again, it's it's one of these movies. Um, I don't even have to. I don't even have to remember to tell you that happens. But I do have to bring up that for some reason at the security guard convention, which is not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> but they have like a security officer gadget convention going on, so they get to look at a lot of like really lame things and this is complete like stupid carrot top prop humor it is so whack they they show like oh this is a gun that shoots marbles for people to slip on have you ever tried to walk on marbles <laughs> Sounds like home alone weapons what is that <laughs> a, a grenade launcher that fires a sticky foam putty and it gets people stuck to walls like spider-man is what they say and um a taser that only works for five seconds at a time because they're worried it would be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, this and then is mad, this... mad segues, mad segues, <laughs> bro. That is definitely like Home Alone or Spy Kids weapons. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and the the like they do the classic like uh, every one of these movies has like a, a gang of friends with them. They are all forgettable. None of them are big actors. None of them do shit. Um, no, I, I, the one I guy is known on Facebook, the Venditti Diabetto or Debetti, Debangi, yes. the Italian yeah, guy. He yells in his car. Yeah. <laughs> That's his, his videos is, I think he lives in, he might live in either Boston or he lives in LA, but somewhere where there's a lot of traffic and he is just screaming out of his car window at all times. And that's Dude, what he's famous for. I fucking hate that guy. Everyone, like there's people who find him so funny and, and when I used to be on Facebook, they would always share his posts. He's just fucking obnoxious. I never liked that guy. No, I I, I think the first time I saw his video, I was like, huh, I get it. But by you're right. <laughs> by the fifth time, he's still making videos where he's like, pull over, moron. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, shut the fuck up. He we does get stuck in traffic. He does these videos on Monday morning, or he used to, after a Sunday football game with the Giants, and he would impersonate the Giants coach and what he would be saying to the players. It was very bad, and it was upsetting even after the Giants lost because then you had to see this absolute loss of comedy. It was very upsetting. Very upsetting, and he only <laughs> got in this movie because Kevin James likes those videos. Oh, like, God. we didn't, again, I didn't want to go too far into the the supporting cast because they're all just fucking losers. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, that was an actual, an actual note is that that part was written in by Kevin James. Cause remember he took over a lot of the writing just so he could bring that guy in for his YouTube videos. Oh God. Yeah. Oh that's... God. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, no good deed should go unrecognized. And Nick, there are some nominations for awards that this movie has. Can you believe it? Yay! Yay, now, Kevin this... James! <laughs> I was hoping so bad you said Kevin Smith one more time. I was fucking <laughs> I almost did. I almost did. <laughs> this this movie's so bad that it has a slew of nominations, but it couldn't take the fucking crown on anything. So, Nick, we have a lot of Razzie Award nominations. Um, Let's go down the line. We have Worst picture, worst actor in Kevin James, worst sequel. There you go. That's why you're on the show. Worst director, worst screenplay, worst screen combo. It fucking did not. It did not do that well, and it didn't take any of those. It didn't even. It wasn't even bad enough to win the bad award. Oh just, my god, bro! I just love that the the Razzies decided that no one else in this movie was worth recognizing. So worst screen combo was Kevin James and his Segway and Kevin James and his glued on mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it 
recognize anybody else. <laughs> I love how Kevin James, when this movie came out, he said that uh, when they're doing production, that he wanted to be a part of the writing, right? And write the screenplay. And then one of his nominations is for actually writing this screenplay. That it was the worst screenplay. <laughs> he, he sealed up worst actor and fucking worst screenplay. Oh, buddy. Oh, this movie is fun, ladies and gentlemen, in not a good way. And, uh, you know, if you really want to make this movie not seem so bad, I guess watch it on Thanksgiving like those other guys. Maybe, <laughs> maybe in contrast, it won't be so bad, but... Sorry, Dutch. <laughs> 2015, Happy Madison Productions. You made money on another one, but also made another shitty one. Paul Blart 2, your sequel sucks. Yeah. This was the most, I mean, Luke, you said it perfect. The most mundane movie we have watched. It, it, we can't even call it. It's a bad movie, but it's not bad to the point where you're like every five seconds, you're going, what a train wreck. You kind of space out. Yeah, you do. You space out and you go, oh, this is still existing. Oh, okay. And then you just wait for it to fucking end. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's just a not enjoyable experience, ladies and gentlemen, but that's another one in the fucking books. Another one down, you know, we'll be back. You know, we're coming back at you every coming single week with these movies. Hopefully we won't do another comedy for a little bit because these comedies are tough to get through. They fucking are. Cause it's all bad. Cause it's all bad jokes. So it's yes. like that you, you already know you're not getting much for plot. And then you got to deal with these fucking people trying to make you snicker the whole time, trying to make you blart. I don't want to blart out loud. I don't want to blart anywhere. Yeah, man, you're going to make me blart my undies. That was a that was a cum reference. I was talking about cum people at home. Out of his penis. Penis cum. His... <laughs> Bukake. <laughs> this is a weird way to close out an episode. <laughs> Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that you can always reach us outside of the show at our email. Please email us any suggestions, any questions you guys have. It's um, your sequel sucks at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can always message us on Instagram at YSS podcast and reach us at your sequel sucks on Twitter. Um, we actually have been getting some interaction uh, about recommendations and stuff like that, which we're going to do in future episodes. So guys, don't hesitate to do that. Um, you can always find me at Luke Ladley on Twitter. Um, that's just, that's the only place I hang out on social media nowadays. And Nick, you're sexy all the time. Where can they find you? Well, you could find me in those thick ropey splooges I was talking about <laughs> over there. Ropey. <laughs> ropey. Over on, uh, on Instagram at Nick Evans writes on Twitter at Nick Evans writes. I mean, I don't know how to say this after that, but if you write music, <laughs> Nick, Nick, I have to take a minute from thick ropey splooges. I'm thinking of like a Castlevania whip style. Come <laughs> fucking Indiana Jones, but Indiana bones fucking whipping. <laughs> oh God. Raiders oh. of the lost cock. All right. All right. We're done. We're done. <laughs> We'll be back. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just wins.